China opposes and fears a Korean unification. Freedom of religion can never be taken for granted. It must always be defended and looked after. These were the words of Dan Burton, IAPP co-chairman and U.S. congressman, 1983-2013. The clashes between authoritarian regimes and free societies are endangering people's religious freedom and human rights everywhere. The Second Conference of Hope, held in South Korea on December 17, and live-streamed to millions of viewers globally, concluded with a call for people worldwide to sign a declaration in support of fundamental human rights and human dignity. Conference of Hope Organizing Chairman Drive. Yun Young Ho opened the event by asking the audience to remember that human rights focus on the family, the God-centered family, as well as the individual. Overcoming threats to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. We call upon all people throughout the world to affirm this declaration and to uphold the universal freedom of thought, conscience, and religion, and to stand firmly against all forms of intolerance, prejudice, slander, and hate toward others, says the declaration. Religious freedom is the human right to think and act upon what one deeply believes, according to the dictates of his or her moral conscience, said Bishop Don Mears, senior pastor of the Evangel Cathedral in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, U.S. Freedom of religion is freedom of thought and is an essential foundation of democracy, alongside the freedoms of speech and assembly, said A.M.B. Susan Johnson Cook, Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom at the U.S. State Department 2011-2013. No nation can exist without religion or human rights, said Hun. Nevers Mumba, Vice President of Zambia 2003-2004. Speakers recounted reports of persecution of religious groups, Muslim Uyghurs, Tibetan Buddhists, Jews, Christians, Muslims, Ahmadis, Baha'is, Jehovah's Witnesses, Yazidis, Rohingyas, Falun Gong, and, more recently, the Family Federation of World Peace and Unification, formerly the Unification Church, in Japan. Regimes that veer toward totalitarianism see religion as a dangerous competitor and seek to silence or control it, said Doug Bandau, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, who specializes in foreign policy and civil liberty. He cited a report from Open Doors, www.opendoorsusa.org, an organization that tracks religious persecution worldwide, highlighting the oppression carried out by the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, Afghanistan's Taliban, the North Korean regime, the Myanmar military junta, and governments in Eritrea, Cuba, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and Laos. The Chinese people's protests against the CCP and its zero-COVID policies are the most widespread and fervent the CCP has faced since 1989, said Hun. Mike Pompeo, U.S. Secretary of State 2018-2021. The world should support these protesters because even if the CCP relaxes its COVID policies, it will continue to use its tools of oppression to crush religious freedom, he said, citing the ongoing suffering of millions of Muslim Uyghurs in Xinjiang and persecution of 100 million Chinese Christians, both Catholics, and Protestants. China is also policing its people with cell phone tracking devices, facial recognition technology, and electronic digital currency that the state can control, said AMB. Sam Brownback, U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom 2018-2021. If they're coming after every one of faith in China, and expanding these technologies to countries around the world, we're going to soon be confronting this in a much larger sphere, he said, urging nations to stand up to China, politically and ideologically. 
China opposes, and fears, Korean unification because it believes a unified Korea would align with the United States and slow down, or even block, China's long-term 100-year strategy to be the world's global superpower, said Dr. Michael Pillsbury, director of the Center on Chinese Strategy at the Hudson Institute. The CCP strictly controls both party members and churches on religious matters, even as it pursues a five-year plan to rewrite the Bible, change Jesus' acts, and remake Christianity to match the CCP's vision, said Dr. Pillsbury, author of The Hundred-Year Marathon, China's Secret Strategy to Replace America as the Global Superpower, the best-selling book about China's ambitious quest for hegemony. In Japan, leaders in the Liberal Democratic Party LDP, once welcomed the International Federation for Victory over Communism IFVOC, founded by Reverend Sun Myung Moon, as it helped counter the threats to Japan from North Korea and China, said Hun. Newt Gingrich, Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives 1995-1999. Several speakers suggested that the CCP and its allies, such as the Japan Communist Party, are trying to exploit the tragic July 8 assassination of LDP leader former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Mr. Abe's accused assassin is said to have held a grudge against the Family Federation over donations his mother made to the church in the early 2000s. The assassin's alleged grudge has been used by the media and political officials to ignite public and legislative attacks on religious donations in general, and the Unification Church in particular. Mr. Abe was the mastermind of Japan's new, robust security and foreign policy, pushing for changes to the pacifist constitution, creating a defense force that can also be offensive, and forging alliances, like the quadrilateral security dialogue with India, Australia, and the United States, said former BBC correspondent Humphrey Hoxley, who has been tracking the Abe assassination and aftermath. But that obvious geopolitical agenda has not been raised in Japan's media, and instead, there has been a campaign against the Unification Church, Mr. Hoxley said. In fact, one analysis of 4,238 major Japanese media articles found that not one gave a positive angle on the Unification Church, he said. According to Yoshio Watanabe, vice president of IFVOC, the Japan Communist Party has a long history of clashing with IFVOC, and recently their chairman declared that this is the final war against the Family Federation and IFVOC. I pledge that the International Federation for Victory over Communism will put its life on the line to fight until the end to stop this scheme and to defend Japan's democracy, Mr. Watanabe said. This hostility was openly expressed in 2007 when the Japanese Communist Party wrote that it wanted the Unification Church to be dealt with as a criminal group, said religious scholar Massimo Intravene, founder and managing director, of Center for Studies on New Religions CESNUR, based in Italy. Those who really love religious freedom should stand up and defend it where it is under threat. Today, it is Japan, he said. Throughout the world, there is now a growing network of concerned citizens, leaders and institutions who are realizing that Japan's news media is largely driving the social and political lynching of this global religious community. We call upon righteous people throughout the world to raise your voices to Japan's national leaders in support of fairness, accuracy and human rights, said Thomas P. McDevitt, chairman of the Washington Times and board member of the Washington Times Foundation. Thay Yong-ho, a former North Korean diplomat who defected to the South and is currently a member of the National Assembly, called for peace on the Korean Peninsula. Hun, good luck Jonathan, President of Nigeria 2010-2015, called on everyone to rise up to this challenge of bringing about world peace. 
The conference concluded with a reading and endorsement of the Declaration in Support of Fundamental Human Rights and Human Dignity by IAPP chapters representing 5,000 parliamentarians from 193 nations. The Declaration, explained Mr. Burton, raises awareness of the growing threats to human rights, particularly the rights to freedom of religion, conscience, and thought, and asks all people to stand together to overcome threats to these basic freedoms. Other international dignitaries who submitted pre-recorded videos or appeared virtually, included Grace Elias, Member of Chamber of Deputies, Brazil, Luca Dolph Tiao, Prime Minister, Burkina Faso 2011-2014. Luis Miranda, City Councilor, Montreal, Canada, Filomena Goncalves, Minister of Health, Cape Verde, Issa Mardo Jabir, Member of Parliament, Chad, Ajay Dutt, Member of Delhi Legislative Assembly, India, Bhubaneswar Kalita, Member of Parliament, India, Hamadou Traoré, Vice President, National Assembly, Mali, Gita Chetri, Member of Constituent Assembly, Nepal, Eknath Dakal, Former Minister of Peace and Reconstruction, Nepal, Emilia Alfaro de Franco, Senator and First Lady, Paraguay 2012-2013. Claude Begel, Member of Parliament, Switzerland, 2015-2019. Abdullah Makame, Member of East Africa Legislative Assembly, Tanzania, Silas Aogon, Member of Parliament, Uganda, Erin Rutanya, Member of Parliament, Uganda, Keith Best, Member of Parliament, UK, 1979-1987, and John Doolittle, Member of U.S. Congress 2003-2007. The Universal Peace Federation UPF, founded in 2005 by Rev. Dr. Sun Myung Moon and Dr. Hak Ya Han Moon, is an NGO in general consultative status with the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations. Rev. Moon was born a farmer's son on January 6, 1920, in what is now North Korea. He began his ministry after World War II and was later imprisoned in a communist labor camp for three years before being liberated by UN forces during the Korean War in 1950. He came to the United States in 1971. On September 3, 2012, July 18, lunar calendar, he passed away at the age of 92. Reverend and Mrs. Moon have proposed a revitalized, renewed United Nations. More than 50,000 diplomats, clergy, civic leaders, current and former heads of state have been appointed as ambassadors for peace. Among the programs of the UPF are leadership conferences and regional peace initiatives. UPF promotes the UN's Sustainable Development Goals and encourages people to work for peace by serving their communities. Reverend and Mrs. Moon's lifelong goal has been, one family under God. The IAPP is one of UPF's pillar organizations, with thousands of members in 193 countries. The Washington Times Foundation, founded in 1984 in Washington, D.C., hosts many programs, including a monthly webcast, The Washington Brief, to gather expert commentary on issues relating to global peace and security. Conference of Hope program seeks to shore up foundational values, freedom of religion, speech, and assembly, and promote global peace and security, especially on the Korean Peninsula. Source www.up.org and www.conferenceofhope.info